another Jags podcast, the live show, but, live. but episode 81. 81. And we are just cranking along through preseason. Training yeah. camp's over. We're heading into preseason week two, playing the Eagles tonight. I say tonight because on the podcast, it's going to be released tomorrow morning. Yeah. But on the live show, it's going to be released. To, it's live. So yeah. it's, we're so playing tomorrow. Actually, tomorrow night, if you're watching live, and tonight, if you're on the podcast. So, Joey, you said you have tickets to the game and a parking pass. I literally... That's got a, gold. Got a text and yeah. said, hey, here's three free tickets and a parking pass. Would you like them? And you said? I had to debate. Like, <laughs> I, I literally like drove home from work, like talked to my wife. No, I'm not going. Wow. Wow. Which is the state of the union, right? I mean, that's, that's kind of the argument right now. I mean, first of all, it's like rushing home from work, getting out there. Rain might supposed to be rain, and nobody's starting, man. So I mean, we can get this more detail, but yeah, I was like, I- I'm good. Like, I appreciate the offer. I really appreciate it because if it was next week and we were playing Miami here and people were actually playing, I'd be all about it. But yeah, I, I-, I said I- I'm good. Yeah, I wish there was more people playing. I have tickets, and I was going to go, plan on going, and turns out that I have a work meeting tomorrow that they planned at six thirty. Well, you so know, that was I mean, nice of them. That was nice of them. But um, it's not going to be too long. I'll be out by kickoff. And, uh, so you can still watch it. Yeah, still going to watch it. And, uh, the thing is you paid for your tickets. So, I mean, I think this is a rant for more later on in the podcast. Yeah. But well, I mean, just the bottom line is there's too many preseason games. There is. That's the bottom line. Especially if you pay for season tickets. If yeah. you're a season ticket holder, I would be so mad right now. Just in general, man. I mean, and that's the trend across the league. Like, I paid this much money. These games count in my ticket total, and nobody's playing. Like, literally, nobody's going to be playing. Half the people are going to be working at grocery stores in a couple weeks. How can you be okay with that? It's really weird. They, they should let the preseason ticket holders go to the preseason for free. Don't you I, think? Absolutely. Like, that would be, like, something nice. It should that, be just like, hey, if you buy a preseason ticket, we'll give you a bonus ticket for free <laughs> so you can give to somebody to come. Yeah. And buy... $13 beers and that's a great dollar whatever that's and a great marketing idea it'd be a fantastic yeah. one yeah. why not man i mean if you're gonna do that especially if you're gonna go to 18 games with more preseason i mean something like that has to happen yeah I'm, it, it's a good idea i mean they probably make so much revenue off of those even those games look if the starters were playing like a series or two i'd be there i would go i would absolutely be there i would change the work meeting i'll tell them i can't be there because i mean i'm already there work already knows i i can't do anything sundays I'm even going to the Denver game this year, and I already took off for the couple of days after. It's going to be like they, they know, but I have no desire to go see Gardner Minshew toss eight for 16, 107 yards, and to watch Tanner Lee throw a pick six. Dude, if you told me Foles was playing a series tomorrow night, I would make sure I was there 30 minutes early in my seats catch that series, and then whatever happens after that, I'm good with. Yeah, just hanging out. So, I mean, I. I don't know, man. I don't get it. I mean, I, the whole thing is Marone doesn't want people to get hurt. His job's on the line. The whole staff's job's on the line. And I, I understand that. And the whole reps in preseason practice, like, oh, they're not playing the games. They're getting 10 times as many reps in practice. Dude, that's not real. Yeah. I mean, that's as close to whatever, but... Well, the quarterback's not getting hit. No, he's not. He's not even allowed to get hit. I mean... Can you imagine if Foles took the hit that Minshew took last week? Dude, Foles would be like... <laughs> In like a cryo chamber right the now, concussion. Which protocol. I love that because like you know, Minshew did, yeah. didn't have a fantastic game last week. I mean, no. honestly, come no, on, now. he bad. didn't do great. But dude, he did show he he's like the reverse Blake Bortles. Like he can't throw long. He's hard. He, he's kind of like him, but like more cool. I don't know, man. The, the fact that he took that hit, helmet knocked off, probably has a concussion. I would guess, and didn't like say anything, and then came back and threw that pass after that. Minshew's got some. He's got some cojones, man. Well, we're going to start with this question from Brent Papineau because it kind of has to do with that. Brent Papineau, like we said, he's at Brent Papineau. And he says, how many times will Gardner Minshew lose his helmet in week two of the preseason? <laughs> if, they don't, if I were five, to give you the over-under... Over under, I would of, say five. <laughs> <laughs> if he loses his helmet five times, they need to get a new helmet distributor. But it's not like, about that. You might as well put this thing on if you're going to lose your helmet five times. 
there's nobody starting that's going to protect them, man. I mean, what do you that's expect? True. No, no, I mean, and you're yeah. going to other teams that are starting people, and yeah, he's going to get rocked like multiple times. So, yeah, it it'll probably pop off again. Yeah, I I wouldn't want to play right now. I'm, I'd be I'd be so happy if I was one of the guys that didn't play. Yeah. This next question is from UCF Jaguar, and he's at UCF underscore Jaguar. You may know him from his YouTube channel. Great YouTube channel. He did some solid work this week, dude, by he, the way. He, dude, his, uh, his reaction film. His last two dude, yeah, were probably it. the best he's done ever. Dude, he's like he's always been good, but he's like hit like a catalyst. No, he really has. Lately, and he's been, I mean, I love watching Like, I was UCF a fan Jaguar. of his because he was a fan of us. Yeah. And the last two, though, have been like, I would watch this regardless. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's definitely, he's definitely doing better. He needs to get a gig like with the Jags. But he's in the wrong city. You can't get a gig with Jags nah, in Orlando. True. That's true. But I think he's coming up for the KC game. And he said he wants to go on the podcast. Absolutely. So he'll be, are you kidding me? Yeah, we're going to get uh, on For sure. Yeah. Anyways, his question is, are you comfortable with Minshew as the backup quarterback? Or do we need, do we need to try to bring in a guy for that role? I'll, I'll love to take this one. Right now, no, I'm not comfortable. B, they're not going to. Th- there's not going to be a lot of free, like, agency pickups from this point on i just don't see it happening not at the quarterback spot for sure i mean we've got way too many other holes that might need to be filled he is our backup quarterback i mean unless Foles goes down like seriously goes down there there is no other quarterback pickup so we hope Foles stays healthy and Minshew has some kind of ability to come in in like garbage time and get some real practice and the rest of the preseason he's our guy man I'm like looking at this list of free agents, and so there's nobody there. There's no like, there's nobody. No. Like, I'm saying, why would you do that? You would be... have to trade for a guy like, uh, like we. I mean, how many times have we said trade for Teddy Bridgewater in our <laughs> exactly. lives? Exactly. I mean, if I, I mean, if I, had... he's an honorary Jaguar at this point. <laughs> he's gonna get into the pride. Yeah, he's, he's gonna be exactly the pride of the Jaguars. When he retires, you be like, can I retire with the Jaguars? One day contract. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just like there's, I mean, not a lot. I mean, a Mike Glennon. Do you go get him from the Raiders? Oh God, they're all awful, man. I mean, Sam Bradford? Do you go get Sam Bradford? He would cost too much. I mean, okay, Walter Football has a list of, of free agent quarterbacks. And pretty much they've all signed with teams. These are the players that have, that have yet to sign with teams in the top 10. Uh, Josh McCown. <laughs> Sam Bradford. Which I would take him if we, if we could get him for a mil, maybe. I mean, and their third player ranked that is not signed to a team. Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> Didn't even see the list. Knew that was the guy. Colin Kaepernick. And like the ultra football is not like political. They don't care. Dude, but Colin Kaepernick's gonna ask for like twenty million dollars for a year because th- and, that's him. In no way do I want Colin Kaepernick no. on this team. But I'm just I just am speaking to the quality of free agent quarterbacks that's out there. Trevor Simeon, you may be able to get I mean, you may be but I mean all these I mean, all these players are signed with teams. And there's a chance that like Brent Hundley gets cut, Joe Webb gets cut, Kevin Hogan gets cut, David Fales gets cut. What about Mark Sanchez? Kick tires on Mark Sanchez? I would take him as a backup. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Like, I it, mean, it, honestly, I mean, we yes. joke, but like, if it's between Mark Sanchez and Gardner Minshew, like, I would take Sanchez or Bradford over him if it came to it, but we're going to need to fill other spots death wise. I mean, I think the last Baltimore game showed, if anything, we are weak in the death department. Yeah, I mean, they were talking about how. Nobody in the NFL has a backup quarterback. It's not how the NFL is nowadays. But, I mean, that's just not true. It's not I mean, true. Teddy Bridgewater, great player. Look at Miami. They're the worst team in the league, and they have... Two quarterbacks. Two good quarterbacks. Yeah. I mean, if, if Mariota goes down, you have Tannehill coming in. Exactly. If not Goff bad. goes down, you have Bortles coming in. Again, like serviceable for a few games. Exactly. Like, this, it's not a... It's, it's not, not every team is in the situation that where we no, are. We've decided to pay defense an outstanding amount of money and we know we have to pay further defender players and an outstanding amount of money. So we can't afford to do anything at quarterback as a backup. So we better hope that Foles doesn't go down. Yeah. And that's probably why he hasn't played a single, maybe won't play a single Which I get that. I mean, whatever. Absolutely. I mean, he is technically, he's a veteran quarterback at this point. Like you're going to see Tom Brady coming in. He takes off all kinds of camps. He might decide on his own to play a couple snaps in the preseason, but that that's our foals and yeah. whether he wants to or not, I'm sure he'd probably like to get in there with his wide receivers in some real situations for a few snaps against a real defense that isn't his, but they're not going to let him do it, man. It's not worth the risk. And I kind of agree. I mean, so what if our timing is not perfect on the first couple games, at least we have foals healthy. 
Patrick Jackson responded to that Minshew question with, um, and he's at radius underscore Johansson. He says, it seems like it's quarterback one or bust for us at, for us as it is for a lot of teams. An additional question is, have you seen anything from any of our backup quarterbacks to suggest they will make it in the NFL as a starter or as a backup? I'll go ahead and let you answer this one, Mr. Tanner ten, ten Quick. Okay. Oh, I can't even get the statement out. Tanner Quick Release Lee. Okay, Tanner Lee, look, you have to understand, although I am pegged as a pessimist for some strange reason, in reality, I am the biggest Jags optimist there is. You, you were huge on him. I was not huge on him. Okay. I was huge on Cody Kessler, well, who we're going to get though. to see Thursday night, by the way, with yeah, the Eagles. True. But I don't, I was never big on Tanner Lee. What, what I do is, is I like to, inf- through our Twitter, which we haven't plugged yet, it's at another Jags pod. It's, it's a good Twitter to follow because I, I post cut ups of players on our roster. Every single player that we have throughout the year, at some point, we'll get a cut up of them yeah. playing. And I'll kind of tell the fans what type of player. They are. Okay. Breaks it down quickly and efficiently. And whatever the, the character limit is, that's what I do it in with a nice video. When I put Tanner Lee up there, I like to say something positive about the players. Because let's be real, the players are on Twitter. Okay. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, I get people talk trash about us and they talk trash about our team and our podcast. But that's not the type of person I am. No. Okay. And we do get responses from players. Absolutely. Like, like quite a bit. And they have, and they honestly like we get messages from them yes. that appreciating us doing that. All about Twitter. Yeah. And so I at no point said Tanner Lee was good or that I was obsessed with him. I did find through watching film of Tanner Lee, I did notice that he gets rid of the ball pretty quick. <laughs> okay, that's the only thing. He's he's not that accurate. He doesn't throw that well on the move. He doesn't really have great pocket presence, but he does get rid of the ball quick. Okay. okay. And right. the man has been in the NFL for two years now and against all odds has been at a professional level. So whatever you want to say about him, I understand he's trash and people like to trash him, but he does have some things that are good about him. He's playing in the NFL. He's an NFL quarterback. I think he's a fantastic practice squad quarterback. He is not a backup. Come in, manage the game win two out of four for you while your starting quarterback comes back and gets healthy. Absolutely I think, not. I think Minshew could be that guy, except for the fact that he's a rookie and needs some time to get in the groove, man. I mean, I really do think he can. He's, he's got tenacity. He throws the short routes really well. You can scheme for him for a few games against the right team, but no, I mean, we don't have a stud backup or this, hey, third-round pick gym that's going to shine and you know we're, we're not the patriots bro Min- Minshew said or Minshew threw those short routes good in college but he did not throw any good routes i didn't it, say he did no. i'm saying he is capable it was his first of game, the short route though yeah i mean he was overwhelmed he was getting his helmet knocked off i mean yeah dude the guy the guy is tough yeah and i like that in that spot i mean the what that why, why i like that is that translates to the rest of the team we know our quarterback is going to do everything he can. That's the only reason Bortles was halfway good for us was that everybody knew that he was going to leave everything on the field. He wasn't going to go out with a gimp ankle or calf injury like an unnamed quarterback in Indianapolis. That I'm, <laughs> we'll get into that later. But and I'll just say real quick, like I'm not like a doctor. Shocker, I'm not a doctor. If you didn't know, I'm not a doctor. But I have been around sports a long time. Whenever there's an injury, and I've seen this before, I've seen this before, like multiple times. If, whenever there's an injury that goes between the calf and the ankle, it's it's the ankle injury that they didn't diagnose to start with. No, right? you know what that you know what it, it has been every time that's happened. Achilles. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so, that, and and that's no joke. I think there was a basketball team that had to deal with that, right? Like, uh, who was that? <laughs> no, but like I'm talking specifically, like, oh, my calf hurts. Oh, now my ankle hurts. Oh, my calf, and like kind of bouncing back and forth, where like the player can't really diagnose that it's their Achilles tendon. So, or he is a complete wuss and doesn't heal well, and that's his MO. <laughs> doesn't heal well, dude. Some guys don't heal well, man. Like some guys just are incapable of like healing quickly. It's just they're he's not. He's not. He's not Adrian Peterson. Exactly. They're um, not, biologically, they're not built. If they get injured, they stay injured. It doesn't ever heal right, and it seems to be him. I mean, it's a Hall of Fame career that isn't going to happen because every time he gets dinged up, it's like severe. Yeah. Is that, yeah, I was gonna this say. is great for us. Yeah, I know. I wish he would just go to like the NFC and like do well over there or somewhere else. I agree because I'd root for him there. Yeah, 
Okay, uh, Treeb Talks. He's at Treeb Talks. Another Jags YouTuber. Uh, another good Jags YouTuber. He says, uh, which two quarterbacks would you take to be our second and third string? Let me give you a list here. Blaine Gabbert, Gardner Minshew, Chad Henney, Trent Edwards, Luke McCown. Are you seeing a, a uh, um, motif Blaine Gabbert there? about made me choke to death because I'd rather go 0-16 than have Blaine Gabbert on the team ever again. Agreed. Can you read the list again? Because I, 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 black, I blacked out when you said Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert's out. Okay. Gardner Minshew, Cody Kessler, Chad Henney, Trent Edwards, Luke McCown. The question is, which of our backups over the last five years would you have? I'd, or, rather, would you I'd want? honestly rather have Henney than Minshew. But I didn't like Henney. But Henny could get in there with, with our defense and a good running game and receivers that have matured. Hopefully, Henny could like at least win a couple games. People forget in like 2017 in the preseason, they tried to give the job to Henny. Like, people forget about that. Well, like, they, they named they Henny the starter in like the preseason game. That was just to motivate Bortles, man. I don't know, man. Are you sure she's telling me you would not take Henny over Minshew right now? Dude, Henny was not good, man. Henny had good moments he's the when best, you first he's the came. the best on that list. See, I think you're confusing Henny with like early Henny, like 07 Henny, 08 Henny, I'm, Michigan 06 Henny. I'm, I'm definitely con- like Miami Henny for sure. Yeah, I think that's what you're confusing, like big arm Henny. The Henny win in Jacksonville was not that guy. But on that list, dude, Luke McCown? Luke Gabbard? McCown? Tri- Gabbard's probably the Here's best my on the list. Here's my answer. I, I would never. No, I, I disagree. I would, I would stop the podcast if we had Gabbard I disagree. Again. Okay, here's what I would say. I would say Cody Kessler I would want as my second string, and I want Luke McCown dude, as my third string. Kessler, your Ke- love with Kessler. Okay, just wait. Just dude, wait. Look what he looked like last year. We just wait. Of course, he's on the right team now. Wait till, wait till we play him. Wait till we see. <laughs> Dude. Was Kessler given a fair shot at all? No. At all? He was not. Eric Flowers and Patrick Omame? one of the worst lines And two receivers that can't start. catch until I literally agree. running backs that had two cleats. I agree. But hey, do you have two cleats? You're playing running back for I us. I agree, but if he was any good, he would have been starting I over disagree. Bortles, who is in that class no. of backup quarterbacks. No, that's not true because they had to give Bortles the starting job because of the amount of money they were paying him. You mm. can't give Bortles... Fifteen million dollars, and then they say, started oh, Kessler because he sucked. They started Kessler because he got hurt. Oh yeah, because he sucked. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, but that's that was when the season was over, and they knew he was gone. That was different. A complete different. That's when the season was over. They tried to play Bortles as long as they could. Dude, Kessler's garbage. You look. All at, those quarterbacks are garbage. You looking at that fly on my table? I am. I'm trying yeah. to. I was thinking about smacking it. Yeah. <laughs> but the answer to the question is: all those quarterbacks are garbage. Period. I d- I think okay. I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I think Cody Kessler is going to surprise people. He's not gonna, well, I guess he's <laughs> never been given a fair chance. He's played so, with the Browns and with the Trash Jaguars. So <laughs> give him a chance, dude. When that dude gets is he, is he gonna pull a false? Like dude, you, somebody gets watch, hurt and leaves watch, the Super dude, Bowl. Watch Carson Wentz get hurt at the end of the season and Cody Kessler come in and lead him. Then you're gonna have to eat all your words, dude. I I, I will eat the microphone if that <laughs> happens. I don't know if that's possible, but. That would be amazing. Uh, all right, well, let's move on to uh, the Eagles game. Um, Jags playing the Eagles Thursday night. Well, are the Jags playing the Eagles? The backup Jags are playing the backup Eagles. Okay, let me just get it off the top. I here. mean, that's really the question of the entire. Excuse me, the entire podcast. Yeah. What the hell is going on? Sorry for the language, guys. There goes our family-friendly clean rating. I mean, no, it's, I'm just it's, kidding. It's sort of a <laughs> no. I, mean, I think really you're okay the, with that one. I mean, I think that's like, what's going every, on with what? every fan feels. It's like, why are they doing what they're doing? With as far as like not playing players yes, or man. what? Like it, I think you mentioned it earlier. Like we are, we have no depth at these positions. We are capped out. We cannot afford to bring in free agents. We can't afford, both literally and figuratively, we cannot afford Foles to get hurt. Well, I agree with Foles. Okay, don't start Foles. Let let's see because okay, we paid him a ton of money. We have to believe he's our guy. So yeah, don't start him. But, dude, there's... Who are you going to play? Marquise Lee? He can't walk. That's my point. Cam Robinson? Like, he has no left knee? Yeah. Uh, Andrew Norwell? Norwell? He's all we have. A phantom injury at this point? No. I, look, I'd say hold Norwell out because Norwell's... See, people forget how good this offensive line was before they got hit with that injury Okay, what's bug. the key to offensive line play? A good cohesive unit. Exactly. How do you doing. get cohesive? You go through training camp together. And you play together against starting. We can't afford. With I have to give credit to Taylor twenty one twenty one on the the Jags subreddit. Uh, he posted this about the Jags offensive line. 
He says the Jags offensive line is not bad. They gave up the fewest sacks in franchise history in 2017. He said most of the line returned, but almost all of them were out by the middle of the year. In 2018, weeks one and two, they gave up one sack, and Bortles was hit eight times out of 78 passes before they got hurt. I'm not knocking the offensive line. That really wasn't my focus with that but comment. That, that, what I'm saying is like you, that's, that's why they're not playing. My focus is the guys who have played one year, like limited snaps that are going to get tons of snaps this year. Like, more so on defense than anything. I mean, wide receivers are going to play tomorrow, right? I mean, they haven't called I out. Don't, I, do, I, don't think, I don't think Westbrook will play. Pryor's hurt. I don't think Westbrook needs to play. No, and but, Pryor, I think Pryor's hurt. Okay, well, he's, So I think Chark plays. And okay, great. Does Conley play? Yes, absolutely. I hope so. I haven't seen it. I mean, I hope so. My point is more our secondary and our linebackers, man. There's guys who want to play. Um, Jared, I'm drawing a blank right now. Gerard Wilson. Gerard. Yeah. He, he actually went to the coaching today and said, dude, I've played 10 games in my career, limited snaps. Can I please get some like real life experience? That's crazy. I mean, as a player, if I was that guy, if I was healthy, <laughs> I'd be like, dude, no, I, I don't want to just practice. I'm getting thrown into the mix day one and my career's on the line. Can I get some real time experience? I don't know, man. Like I, that's that's valiant, and I appreciate that. It's not valiant. It's like it he's is, scared though, because like, he, you're he, like, not you're this. Any stats you put up aren't going on. It your, doesn't like, matter record. about stats, though. It matters about like game experience. Like I need to make sure I'm ready for the real time. But that's how, what they're thinking. How many of those snaps do you need, though? I mean, you've been playing football your whole life, and I understand that the NFL speed's different. It but is how many snaps different. do you need? Like if I feel like I feel like the week three preseason and a little bit of week four would suffice. But they're not getting that. I think you'll see those guys in week three. I don't think you'll see Foles. I think you'll see. But nobody plays in week four. I mean, they might play. Like a, I mean, I mean, week two has always been what you play like. Yeah, but maybe that's, all, a series. that's all out the window. People don't even follow mm. that anymore. People do not follow that anymore. The whole even the whole thing of like people playing week three, like mostly some teams don't do that anymore. Like it's a team by team thing. The Rams don't play anybody at any time. Okay, so maybe I'm a little old school, but I think week three. Everybody should play, except for maybe Fournette, Foles, Campbell, Darius. That's it. And maybe Jalen, because we, we can rely on Miles Jalen. Jack. Miles Jack definitely needs to play, man. Mm. I, I know we're man, limited dude. in that position. He's, he's like, he's, but he needs to play for the guys around him. That's the whole thing, man. Like They need to get the experience in a real game of him telling them what to do. Like, hey, they're, they're, you know, here's a, a play-action call at the line of scrimmage. Like, it's not what we thought it was going to be. Go here. That's that's a solid point. And maybe Miles Jack will play, but I don't think he personally needs to play for his role. Right. I see what you're but everybody that. around him is going to need that because that's where we're like weakest and got a long young dudes, man. Yeah. I mean, I think it's hurting us with this whole like blanket statement of we're going to play any of our starters, but obviously because we don't have depth and Marone's been like tagged for all these injuries and his tough training can't be in the case and whatever it is. And their jobs are on the line. I get all that. And if I was the coach, I'd probably do the same thing, but I think we are going to be lagging behind because of our lack of, I mean, we're young, man. We're pretty young all around. Yeah. Long season though. I mean, you can afford to start slow. I mean, how many times did the Patriots start slow? Yeah, that's a good point. You know? I mean, we went three one last year, then tanked the yeah, last of the season. Exactly. But I mean, the Patriots we, we look terrible have, against us in, in week yeah, but two. we don't have the mentality or the mojo of the Patriots, man. Three. We don't have the history to rely on. And we don't as soon Brady. as we lose two games, everybody's like, oh, it's another Jaguar season. Yeah. And if that infuses their mentality in the locker room, it could get ugly. Another Jaguar season on another Jaguars podcast. <laughs> exactly. And we're talking about, like, <laughs> whatever, week four. I don't think that's going to happen, honestly. We're being positive. I don't think that's going to happen. I'm kind of playing the devil's advocate here, but I don't necessarily agree with Marone's. I don't. I assume it's his call. I, I don't think Coughlin's making the call. I think it's Marone, and we got a new dude. We got a new offensive coordinator. Got a new quarterback. We got receivers that are all second year for the most part. I mean, you're starting actual draft picks, dude. Those well, guys need real snaps. Yeah, well, I think you're right, but I, I just we can't get anybody hurt. I mean, last year we had 
Last year was probably our best chance at winning a Super Bowl, and because of injuries, we didn't. Hey, you know what happened in 2017? Portals caught fire in the bottle. Hard, hard, hard training camp. Normal preseason with you play these people this time, you play them this time, you play them this time, everybody sits fourth game, and we went to the AFC Championship game. So We did the same thing in 2018. Exactly. So I don't Marquise think there's Lee. any correlation whatsoever. Mm. Is my point. It's it's bad luck or good luck. But I think you increase your odds by. So you don't think you can get hurt in practice? Like, yeah, Foles isn't getting hurt, but he's you know running outside the pocket, and you can definitely get hurt in practice. Yes, you can. But you're, you're not going to get man's game. Yeah, but it's just the likelihood goes down, and and you you have. I'm okay with starting slow. I'm okay with like the first two weeks of the season being like shake the rust off games when you're playing on such a long season. I'm okay with that. You, we don't need to come out of the gates swinging. Take some time because it's valuable. I'd rather you be healthy for when the games matter than because I mean, who knows what can happen? A player can go off and you catch a game. Who knows? Who knows? Jeff Swain goes off week one and we beat the Chiefs. Then what? Then we just won one of the games, the hardest games on our schedule. And we're looking good. And we have so much optimism and momentum going into it. I don't know. I, I understand your point. But I advocated what Marone's doing now. I advocated that last year and the year before. And I was, I've been a staunch, well-known opponent of the hard training camp for as long as I've been following the team. So, all right. We got to take a break. Um, we're going to come back to talk about like what we want to see in the Eagles game and, and kind of what the matchups that could happen in the Eagles game and what to look for, because I I've talked to a lot of people and they said they they might not even watch the game, which I mean, obviously we're going to watch the game, but I get it. I get the point. So we're going to come back to that. Um, there's gonna be some quick ads on here. If you're listening to the podcast, um, support these ads and um, give us a five-star rating and a five-star review. And also, if you're watching the live show, we're going to take just a couple-minute break, and then we'll be right back. So thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you in a little bit. All right, so we're back on video and audio, according to our sound tech and video tech, Jason. Hey! Got multiple hats. (laughs) So welcome everybody back. Um, We kind of talked about what's happened preseason so far kind of our thoughts on Maroon's like philosophy and now we're kind of going to lead into the Philly game I mean yeah the return of Cody Kessler to Duval so you don't think Karsten's going to play at all I do not think so no I mean with I, this, I mean if we're going by the general league like consensus of don't want to get by a hurt I mean he's been the most hurt of the young studs in the past two seasons right yeah I mean he's had serious injury serious ACL injury I doubt he plays, but um, we'll have a nice Nate Sudfeld Gardner Minshew matchup. Which again, I mean, uh, until just a few minutes ago, Nate Sudfeld was new to me. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He looked okay in the, I guess the the, the preseason game beforehand. But <sighs> dude, I just have a hard time with this whole don't play like you're decent people in the second game. It's just it's just too much. It's just too much. I mean, just get rid of them, man. I the, mean, <laughs> they, they, that's the bottom line. I mean, that that really is the bottom line. But the, what what I this is what I want to see in the in the game. I I really don't want to see this two tight end set thing that we saw a bunch of. So I get two tight end sets are like popular now cuz tight ends are like athletes and they can do a lot of different things, but Kind of got to have like two good tight ends. You got to have at least one. <laughs> at least one legit. Like, like we, we were just watching the, the Eagles Titans game from last week and Dallas Goddard, like, frankly, just went off. He, yeah. looked, he looked really good. Which, for the record, I was a, what, a ginormous fan of drafting yeah. him last year? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. And, and, I, and you know, he a lot of people liked Dallas yeah, Goddard. Yeah. Absolutely. He's kind of a multi tool guy who can run, block, and pass catch. But he, look, we, he looked good. But we don't have anybody close to that. We don't. So, yeah. We don't. We have Jeff Swain, and we have uh, Ben Koyak, and we have James O'Shaughnessy. Apparently, and Swain could possibly, right? Swain played more fullback last game than he did actual like inline tight end. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, he lined up in that H-back spot as a, as a fullback. Just so a straight blocker. No, no, I mean, they, they did play actions where he'd go out for like a little flat route or whatever it was. But who's second to full? I mean, it's not going to fool anybody. It's going to get us like three yards. Uh, yeah. I mean, and I, I, I don't. 
I don't know if DeFilippo has overvalued the tight ends here or if he's just playing super vanilla for preseason. Hopefully. I mean, no, because there's a thing, though, because coaches are arrogant. Like, people don't realize how arrogant coaches are. Even like, in preseason? Yes. Coaches are going to run their formations. They may not run their, like, bread and butter plays, but they're going to run their formations because they want to see what it looks like with their guys in their formations. And the amount of two tight end sets they ran last game, I have a feeling that we're going to see that a lot in the year with no tight ends. Now, is Josh Oliver going to be something? Well, he's expected to be. And he, he hasn't played at all. He's been hurt all preseason. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a list of everybody else on the both of our, team. Both of our third round picks, him and Quincy Williams, haven't even played at all. And so it's hopefully not a problem. But I don't want to see two tight ends set. I want to see 10 formation. I want to see a running back. I want to see no tight ends. I want to see two by two. I want to see trips. I want to see trips bunch. I want to see our receivers out there in space. We got some, we, every receiver on our team would be the starting kick returner on another team. That's true. I mean, that's the type of receiver we, we have. Some, you we even talked speed. about that. No, we we have speed at we wide do. receiver. Why are we lined up in, in a single back, two tight ends? Like, why are we doing this? Like, get out there, run. Because they're not starting a quarterback that can throw up more than 20 yards. Well, that's maybe true. But at it's least, absolutely at true. At least run it. I mean, you can run, like, drags and crossings and things like that. I mean, get your guys in space. Okay, Rawls. Screens, okay, at least. Well, well, let's go to that. I mean, Rawls is the, was back for the first time last week, right? I don't, I don't think Rawls played. He had a couple. Yeah, he did. Did he? Yeah, he did. Okay. He had a couple, okay. a couple series. But... Baloo's not going to run by anybody. Or old, no. I mean, it, we don't. No. Fournette's not playing, so Rawls is like our only chance to like somebody who can make a cut and like blow somebody away. Recall, so, I, I like recall Armstead. Really? I'll, yeah, I think he's going to be a good player. I know people are like, isn't it like Rock? No, you're thinking of Rock Thomas who got cut. Okay. Some people do call. I mean, I guess I don't know. Maybe I'm confusing the two. Maybe Rock Armstead. I've heard. I've heard Rock Armstead. I think it might be his way, name. We're talking yeah. about like fourth string running backs. I think Armstead will end up being the number two. Really? Yeah. You don't think Rawls will? No. Nope. Hmm. Because here's the thing. Well, that, That's a bold statement for everybody listening right well, now. Well, not really. Not, not sitting on the fence. That is actually yeah. a bold statement. And here's why, and I have to kind of like preface it with this, is like I went into the season thinking that Raquel Armstead was going to be our best pass blocking back because that's what he was known uh, for in okay. college. And he, he played the zone running scheme primarily out of shotgun formation at at Temple and excelled in it. However, he did not look that good in pass blocking last game. (laughs) This is not Temple, my guy. And I was hoping he would translate a little bit better. He's a rookie. It was his first game in live bullets. Let's give him a chance. But But plus, if we're running a two tight end set, do we really need a blocking running back as well? If it's like a five-step drop, I mean, if, if it's your old-school offense where the you have two receivers and you have two tight ends and you're doing a five-step play action, five-step drop play action, your tight ends are going to the flats and your receivers are running posts like it's 1950, <laughs> then, then, yeah, a blocking running back may help you in that situation. <laughs> we wouldn't have gotten rid of Tommy Bo if that was I the don't case. know I mean, what we're doing. I don't know what the which plays we're calling. I think that's kind of the point, though. It's almost like Dewey Flippo got fired for being terrible at calling plays in the past or something. I did. <laughs> but I think that's the point. Like, I don't think people... Uh, Marone, Marone, he's like Columbo. Like, I don't think people give him enough credit for, like, the chess player that he is. I think he really is playing chess at this point. He knows this is his last season. He's like, dude, screw it. I'm not playing any of the starters. Yeah. Nobody knows what our offense is going to be because we have a new offensive coordinator. We have a new quarterback. I really think it's a chess match. I mean, I think it's like, dude, what point is it in showing anything at this point? Let's just show all this crap, the vanilla playbook, and then we'll shock people day one. Let me throw this name at you at running back. Devontae Mays. Doing, <laughs> doing anything for you? Okay, Devontae Mays. Okay, so I was going back and watching the film, uh, as I always do. Got to the fourth quarter. Yeah, I'm still watching the He's film. He's on the Jaguars? Yes, Devontae okay. Mays. Um, did he like sleep on the sidewalk and like get like he's been like on a, he's been with the, I think he was with the Packers last oh, so he wasn't like homeless made the squad no backstory no nah, nah, I don't he may I haven't I haven't spent enough time in his backstory oh, to invest that but sounds like a backstory guy he, he probably is and if we get into it if he plays well if he makes a team I'm finding it out he probably won't make the team <laughs> but here's what he did do though in like the fourth quarter 
there was a play where he chipped a defensive end, a blitzing defensive end, and he laid the, this dude out. Nice. Yeah, and, and we posted it on our Twitter. You can go back and watch it. And he destroyed some defensive end. And Ooh. I was like, well, that's the best pass blocking back I've seen on the Jaguars and probably since Maurice Jones-Drew blew up Sean Merriman. It was oh, that type of play. Really? Yeah. And he, I mean, blew him up on a chip, like put him on his rear. So it was like two fourth stringers instead of two starters. Yeah. And it, may, I, it probably was like two fifth stringers, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, I don't think Devontae Mays is, so, is, is, may not make it out of week three preseason. So kind of get back on track for the game coming out. Oh, Devontae Mays wasn't on track for you? No, I mean, like, okay. nobody's looking forward to wow, that Don't tell that to Devontae. Like, nobody's, like, rushing home from work, like, mm-hmm. eating dinner, putting the kids, like, hey, play the iPad. I'm watching Devontae. What is the last Devontae one? Devontae Mays. Mays. Yeah. Not happening. Poor guy. So, my point is this. Like, I get this. Okay, say I understand and agree with sitting all the starters. Yeah. Let's get to that point. Yeah. Obviously, I don't, but let's right. say I do. That was, that was first segment talk. How... Yeah. Do you really get a good look at your second, third, fourth string guys when they're not playing with anybody around them? I mean, you plug a second or third string guy into a normal starting offense or defense, they're going to look completely different than they do when they're playing around a bunch of guys who aren't going to be there in a couple weeks. I think to answer your question is they have to like go off. So they need to like show out. Yeah, they need to go. They need to like absolutely go off. And and we were watching the Titans and the in the and the Eagles and the Titans were playing a lot of starters, man. Yeah, they were. Adam Humphreys played well. They had Mariota in there for a while. Yeah. Tannehill looked good. They had their line was most of their line was in there. Like they were playing their starters. Yeah. But yeah, they, like they they have to to go off and uh, like Keelan Cole. Keelan Cole went off in 2017. This year, not so much dropping balls again. But he, I mean, look. I'm the only one in the world right now that's like a Keelan Cole believer. I think he, I think he's going to bounce back this year. I hope so. I think he will. I really hope so. I do. And I, I've talked about that at, at nauseum, I think, on this podcast. But let's just, all I'm saying is let's not write off Keelan Cole so quickly. Okay. Let's just, let's just chill for a minute. Like, I know he dropped some balls, but. So, like, Revis would be an example of that in the last game. CJ Revis, yeah. I mean, he, he looked really good. Dude, he looked like he knew what play was going to happen he looked like he, happened. He looked like he belonged amongst the okay. starters. So, I could see that, I guess. But, um, like, like Josh Allen. Like, Josh Allen. Yeah. First goal plays the game. Yeah. Got in the backfield. Sack for a loss. Or, not a sack, but a tackle for a loss. I mean. Conversely, we saw two people who we expected to play at a higher level than everyone else around Can them. Can I start and, with a guess on one of them? Yeah, then you're Taven Bryan. Yeah, Taven Bryan. And we talked a little bit on the last podcast that me and Mike did about how Taven Bryan wasn't as bad as people think. Dude. He listen, he got some pressures on Lamar Jackson. And you have to understand about this Greg Roman Ravens offense is they get the ball out quick. Like their entire offense is predicated on taking away the speed edge rushers. Okay, that's what you got to remember. They're quick inside, they're quick hitters, they're screens, quick slants three-step drops, like, you're not going to get a lot of sacks in the Greg Roman, playing a Greg Roman offense, but they're not going to throw the ball deep. I'd like, I like pressures. Yeah, no, but Taylor Bryan had pressures. Uh. Taylor Bryan had some decent, had good pressures, and they ran the ball away from him. They, I mean, Taylor Bryan was running more laterally than he was vertically. That's, I mean, that's basically my point. And it wasn't really all his fault. I'm not saying Taylor Bryan played well. Because Taven Bryan should be like showing out in preseason. Dude, at this point, he should be like Fowler. Yeah, like, like right. He, Except yeah. for like the off the field getting arrested right. type of stuff. No, I mean, he should honestly. be like he should be blowing up. Like yeah. no doubt about it. But he's not as. I mean, that's the only thing you can say the knock. Because I don't think he Goddard, played that bad. We could have Sonny Michelle. I'm bitter about that pick. A lot of people are. Yeah, okay. and we need to see something like legit okay. out of him this but, year. But to be fair, I mean, when he was drafted, most people were like, "He's going to be a project." He is, right. but and dude, so so you can't write him off after a but year. They also said he was a, like a freaking nature, like physically. He is, man. Dude, he, but he, he plays like he then then be out of position, but look like you're a freaking nature. He doesn't look like that, dude. He looks like he's slow. He's not though, man. He got pressures. He was double teamed a lot. Mm. Another guy who just completely underwhelmed was Will Richardson, and and I even heard someone say it's insane. Like I don't I don't understand what some of these like people are watching. So someone on the radio, I'm not I'm not gonna mention their name. Everybody's pumping him up. Big I'm not time. gonna. Uh, no, would, they all like. There's multiple. Dude, people. they lo- they said he like he looked good. Like they said like he's had like the best camp ever. 
Like he's finally ready to shine. And you're right, dude. He did not look good in the game. I love watching film and I love watching offensive line and defensive line film. And I can tell you hundred percent. Will Richardson did not look good. In that he did game. not. He did right. not. And I think there's happy that like he's healthy and there. I think there's happy. They can see him playing because yeah. he never played last year. And I think they want to hype him up as this like fourth round pick depth, which is dumb to me, but like, but with our depth, I mean, that kind of ties in, right? I mean, that's kind of something. We Our offensive line depth is so much better than Will Richardson. Tyler Shatley is five times the player that Will Richardson is. Josh Wells is five times the player Will Richardson is. They're trying to move him into guard. The dude never played a snap of guard in college in his life. He never played a snap of left tackle in his life. I actually heard on the way home today that people were looking forward to him moving people against Philadelphia. Like actually like moving them from house to house from their U-Haul? Yes. yes. That's about it. Maybe. I don't yeah. know. Maybe like helping them move heavy stuff. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> because it's... But I yeah. mean like that's how high people are. Or at least that's what they're saying. Like he, he may have developed this because I didn't, I, I didn't see it. I haven't seen it. But the dude has like... Uh, the offensive line play, a lot of it is like, is like your ability to use your hands. Like, I mean, I know it's common sense, but like how good you are with your hands. Like if your offensive lineman has good hands... If he can get his hands on your pads, if he can not That's let go, technique though, if he right? can punch, I mean, the, all there's all different things. If he can scoop, whatever it is, Will Richardson cannot use his hands. And again, the, he uh, leans his shoulders on you. Like, he, how are you going to put he, offensive line? He, he should be playing right tackle, correct? He should be playing in the Jack's Beach Men's League seven on I mean, seven. If like he is everything that they're saying about him, his ideal position is right tackle, correct? And yes. they're saying he's going to be pushed to right guard, which yes. shows that he's not doing what he should. Be. The same people that moved AJ Can to center from right guard, and, and he well, center's a backup because Leonard's not going to be there after. But this Shatley year. can play center. Yeah, Can looks so terrible at center; it was embarrassing. Like we, like I'm, look, I, I don't like hating on people, but AJ Can at center or it was it was horrible, absolutely horrible. He like dips his head down, his faces the crown of his helmet at the D lineman. How, how are you so bad at one position and like mediocre at the? I, I don't know. I, don't get me started. So this is why I don't intro a segment. Is because I get the segment completely off topic. No, it's, it's okay. awesome. It's okay. So, all right, let's get back. I'll, I'll refocus. Philly and the Jaguars yeah. tomorrow night mm-hmm. or tonight if you're listening to the podcast. Right. Are you excited? Yeah. I love Jaguars football. Okay, please tell me why you're excited. Because, because I want to see Josh Allen versus Andre Dillard. I that matchup's going to be amazing. But for one series, that's it? I think they'll get into it a little bit. Like, I'd love to see Josh Allen like just yeah, blow, blow no, by. Like, the Eagles fans are pumped about Andre Dillard. Uh, he was a left tackle out of Washington State. So was, I think. I have to, I have to, yeah, but, we'll uh, go with that. Yeah, and, and he was, a lot of people considered him to be one of the best left tackles in the draft. Okay. Definitely known more for pass blocking than run blocking, but that matchup versus Josh Allen is going to be great because a lot of people have Josh. A lot of people had Josh Allen as the best D end in the draft. So well, it's exciting. Washington State. Look at that. He was he was blocking for our boy Gardner. Man, high five for that. Yeah. So uh, he was first round pick, second twenty second pick overall. Um, a lot think, of people. Do you liked think him. Minshew like has given Allen like the lowdown? Like, here's his weaknesses. Like, here's how you exploit that guy. You, do I think Minshew's given Allen lowdown on... Yes. Not the other team. Of course not. Gardner Minshew is very smart. He had a, he got a 42 on the Wonder League. No, that's what I said. Like he's he's yeah. very like strong. Yeah. He's very solid, and he's as smart as... Um, I would say that he probably doesn't know offensive line good enough to talk about weaknesses, but maybe. He is a quarterback. How does he know offensive line's good enough to... I mean, he may, I mean, he may know if he's good or not, but I don't think he knows like his technical weaknesses. Oh, jeez. Maybe. I don't know, dude. I mean, I'm talking about... Things I don't know trying what I'm to talking like, about. Trying to like pump Menchu's strengths. Yeah. No, but the, the Andre Dillard Josh Allen matchup is going to be good. I'm also excited to see. I want to see Leon Jacobs. I need to see more out of him, man. I need to see more out of Taven Bryant. <laughs> I need to see more out of Will Richardson. I love watching this kind of stuff because those guys are going to get quality snaps. I think you'll see guys like Gerard Wilson maybe play a little bit. You might see Ronnie Harrison play a little bit. I hope so. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see Raquel Armstead. And and I think, look, I mean, we all know injuries are part of the team. Every NFL team is going to have injuries. Every single one. Not one will be exempt from injuries. So 
we always talk about how these guys like are late round picks and they're terrible and they're practice squad guys, but the reality of it is we're going to see them at some point in the games because of injuries. And we're always scratching our heads saying, wow, this guy we thought was just literally a practice squad player is now serving. Look at Gerard Wilson. What was our... Rewind this podcast a year ago when we did our DB breakdown and Gerard Wilson came across it. Yeah, we didn't think it'd be on the team. We didn't think anything about it. We were like, oh, he's a decent guy in the box, tackles well. That's a good point. And now he's a starter. Yeah. Ronnie Harrison, starter. Well, we all said Ronnie Harrison was going to be a stud. Yeah, I mean, he was good, but I mean, did we think he was going to be a starter last year? No. We thought Church and Gibson was going to carry that. I mean, we thought eventually Harrison would take over for Church, but we didn't think it would be as early as it was. Yeah, that's a good point. So, you never know. These guys we're watching now could be guys that are starters next year. I just I just wonder how much you can deem from that when you got Cody Kessler throwing the ball. I mean... Are you talking about, about Cody? Yeah, I'm not a fan of Cody either. We'll see. Who do you think starts, Cody Kessler or Nate Sudfeld? Considering I don't know, even didn't even know who Nate Sudfeld was before we watched him, like five minutes before this segment, I would have gone with Cody Kessler, and I would think Cody would because they don't know what he can do. I mean, they saw him a few snaps in the Jags and behind the worst team ever <laughs> at that point. I mean, I would think Cody gets the majority of the snaps. So I can't remember, and I, I mean, hate myself for not remembering it. Was, I can't remember if it was preseason or if it was like, regular season I want to say preseason but Nate Sudfeld came in last year for the Eagles and threw like three touchdowns and people were like oh my gosh the Eagles have so much depth at quarterback and and they did and they did <laughs> obviously and they did but um he he's not a bad player I mean he's they got a good team around him I mean there's they got a stable of running backs they have Sonny Michelle's little brother who looked decent against the Titans. Yeah. I mean, they lost to the Titans. I mean, don't get me wrong. But, but the Titans were the, starting way more starters than they and, were. Obviously. And the Titans kind of looked good, which is kind of scary. Titans kind of pulled like a Baltimore, though. Like, Baltimore played a yeah, lot of starters. that's true. That's true. Kinda good. I mean, it's skewed. I mean, preseason. Yeah. I mean, honestly, we've we've had preseasons where we go like 3-1 and one or 4-0, and oh, and everybody's like, Jags are back. Jags are going to dominate. And then we win five games during the season. I'm almost like glad that we might go 0-4 in the preseason. We just got an update. Ooh. Live update. This is why we do live shows. I'll, this is my favorite part. Nate Sudfeld is out with an injury. <laughs> Thank you, Brent Papineau. Cody Brent Papineau. Kessler starter. Yeah. yeah. God, I, I'm actually excited about watching now. Just so I can talk sh- crap to you. <laughs> nice I almost busted it out. We almost lost our... Almost lost we it. We almost lost our clean rating there, almost boys. Almost lost it on my fault. We almost lost it. All right. Tony McDomick. McDomick. I'm sorry, Tony. Says, loves the, love the show, guys. All right, Tony. Appreciate it, man. Thank you, Tony. We appreciate it. We appreciate you watching. Uh, you're the best. Brent Papano says, um, he, he cited an article from The Athletic, and he says, how a Nick Foles phone call and a Nate Sudfeld injury made Cody Kessler the front, ra- front runner to be the Eagles' number two quarterback. The Eagles' decision to add Cody Kessler this spring and the path that could lead to Kessler becoming the team's backup quarterback on opening day could be traced back to February 27th. I just picture Cody Kessler right now in his like house that's probably nicer than anything I'll ever own <laughs> in my entire life, curled up on his like super nice rug in the fetal position, just shaking. Like, oh my God, I've got to start again. You have the wrong his perception His wife's trying to like console him or girlfriend, whoever. Like, Are you kidding Cody, me? You're, you're not behind the Jags line. This is the Philly line. He and played him, behind And him just the, like PTSD, he, like, uh, I can't do it. You are talking about Cody Kessler, who played behind the worst Cleveland Browns team of all time. That was not as bad as the Jaguars team he played behind <laughs> when he did. I don't know, dude. dude it was not as bad. Dude. Cody Kessler's been on some bad teams. I doubt right now he's shuddering in fear. He's probably thinking, like, let's go. He's probably praying to God saying, this is the moment that I've been waiting for my entire NFL career. Uh, he's just channeling his inner Nick Foles. Dude, this are is you my shot. He's playing on the best team he's ever been on since he's been in the NFL. <laughs> his USC teams were probably better than the, his lines. That USC were probably better than the Jags and the I retract and the everything I said earlier. I'm actually excited about the game tomorrow night. Just, for just, Cody just so I can dog Jason next week. Okay, I want Cody you guys Kessler. watch a couple things on Cody Kessler. Okay, I broke down a lot of film of Cody Kessler. When he gets outside of the pocket, he's one of the most accurate quarterbacks outside of the pockets I've ever seen. 
unless I have he, ever he's seen. like hurried anyway and he throws it. No, I'm telling you, dude, on hands. the run. This dude, I was at the game. He started last year. He threw it over everybody's head by like five <laughs> yards every single time. All right, well, give him a chance. He's probably probably scared. His offensive line was terrible. Of course he was scared. He's running for his life. That's yeah. my point. Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. We'll see. Put him on the Eagles and let's see what happens. Right. Okay, put him on the Eagles and let's see. That's all Jason, I'm going to say. Jason backs his guys, of man. Of course I, I will. I'm, I'm, I, look, I put the time in to watch the film. I know what the I guy know is. I know the, and, and I respect I, your football opinion. And I'm usually right about these type of things. You usually are. Because I see it. I'm not like making this up. I've seen the dude get outside the... Po- I've seen the dude play for the Browns and hit Terrell Pryor on a 15-yard comeback route outside the pocket. The dude can hit... the can hit the passes. You have to figure that our defense right now is like like their mouths are watering. My boy uh, Tay Hayes, who got a pick last yeah, week. Yeah, like everybody water. on our defense. Yeah. I don't care who you are, if you played last year against Kessler as the secondary or whatever. Maybe that's why Drod Wilson wanted to play. They, maybe. He's like, you know what? I'm going to get out there. I'm going to give me a pick. He's like, I know everything that guy's going to do. Yeah. I'm going to destroy it. I mean, you think? I mean, maybe. I, they I, probably I, find out before us, right? Obviously. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I'm sure, they've, I'm sure they've already had the conversation last night about who's playing and who's not. But so, what would be like your positives from tomorrow night as a Jags fan? What like like, what do you mean? Like, I mean, what, what, like if you watch the game, because mm-hmm. everybody's like down about it, man. Honestly, mm-hmm. like everybody at work, like yeah. everybody I talk to is like, I don't care. I'm not gonna watch it. I'm like, well, the Jags are playing. Like football's back. Like we got to get excited at some point. Yeah. And Ron's kind of like nerfed that a little bit by not playing anybody anybody wants to see, but. I'm still excited football's back, you know? Yeah, I mean, you can't replace football. I mean, especially after that trash AAF product they tried to put out there in the meantime. True. UCF Jag... Okay, I'll answer your question in a second. UCF Jaguar says uh, on YouTube Live, keep up the great work, guys. Can't wait to listen to your coverage during the season. Thank you, UCF Jaguar. Right back at you. So the positive, this is what the positives for me is going to be. I want to see Josh Allen play well. I want to see him play like he did last week. I, he doesn't need to. He doesn't need to get a sack. He just needs to be disruptive. Yeah. I want to see Will Richardson use his hands because rumor has it he has hands. I want to see Jeff Swaim line up. I, I I want to see a tight end line up Go at, down the at, at the Y position. Yeah. So I don't. I don't want to see him in the F F as a fullback. I don't want to see him on the end line. I want to see someone. Lined up out wide. I know that's Josh Allen's position. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know that's Josh Oliver's position. But uh, I want to see something out of the tight end position. If we're going to run two tight end sets, then that's what we got to do. I want to see a little bit of more diversity in DeFlippo's formations. I don't, I don't think you're going to see that, but I see your point. I don't mean diversity where like a bunch of different formations. I just want to see a formations that suit our offense. Like more like... More like vanilla packages that fit what we're going to run. Yeah. Like I get, like say you want to use Fournette a lot. I still don't like the two tight end sets. I would rather you have one tight end and then a, a slot receiver. Because if you put a slot receiver out there, you got to put a nickel corner out there. Yeah. The, okay? the defense has got to right. worry about both. So I would rather have a slot receiver blocking a nickel corner than I would want to have a tight end blocking a linebacker because our backup's tight ends is going to be o- O'Shaughnessy, Koyak, Sw- you know, one of these guys. So fair point. That's what I'm kind of hoping to see. Um, I'll tell you what I'd like to see. I'll answer my own question on that. I would like to see Chark bust a big play because mm. he should be playing by all accounts, right? Yeah, I mean, he, he played, and yeah. he's he's our number two at this point by all accounts. I want to see him do something not on special teams. I want to see him do something wide receiver wise where he's just not open. They get them the ball and he he busts something out. And I would like to see, dude, like, we just look like we know how to play football more than we did last week. Less penalties. Special teams knowing where they're at. Like, it, last week we just looked like we were just a mess as far as, like, general stuff goes. Yeah. So I, I would like to see us be more cohesive and more organized. And Less general. errors. Yeah, like, exactly. I like that. That's a good answer. Um, Brent Papineau says he would love to see the wide receivers catch the ball. Fair enough, Brent. <laughs> but, I mean, if you've got, if you've got Minshew, you know, 15 yards in, maybe. I mean, uh, he says if if they catch every ball thrown their way, then he will buy us food for the next podcast. Brent. Like I would, every ball? I would get excited about that. Can we go like 90%? 0% every ball, Brent? That That's like the, I'm going to throw this out there. It's never going to happen. <laughs> like, can we go 90%, please? 
<laughs> oh, can we get a percentage on that? Can yeah. We, can we, yeah. Appreciate the offer that happens. <laughs> well, anything else you're excited um, about for the game? I, I'm excited. It's one more game closer to actual real football. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like I've, every year I'm, I'm super excited, super pumped. But again, I think this year could be very special. I mean, our defense is back. We've got almost all the key components. We've got a better quarterback. I mean, it could be like 2017 with a better quarterback if everybody stays healthy. That's the hope, for sure. Um, we are going to be um, watching the game, for sure. Um, I'll probably be tweeting live during it. So if you want to interact, we'll be watching it. Um, make sure that you support our sponsors we have on the show. They're great to us. We're on Big Cat Country. We're on Overtime Network Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Another Jags Pod and Facebook and Instagram at Another Jags Podcast. Um, our social media is a good outlet to stay in touch with us. Any comment you write, any question you ask, we will um, definitely read. We did have a question from David Elizondo, and uh, he's at Elizondo David. And I'm sorry we missed it, but he 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 sent it as a message, so I totally forgot about it. Um, well, but let's we will answer it right now. Really? Okay. I was gonna say we we'll say. Just it for said next we time. answer every question, and then you're gonna say we answer it next time. Fine, let's do it. Sorry, Jason. I was gonna close this out, but uh, I guess we'll. Um, it was a partial close. Partial close. Well, I like that. All right. He said, if you had to pick an O line on the team to protect you from Aaron Donald, who would it be? That's a good question. I mean, it would be Norwell, right? Yeah. I mean, that's who you hope. You're yeah. paying him a bajillion dollars a yeah. year. I mean, he hasn't shown that he could. I mean, honestly, I don't think anybody on our team could stop him consistently. But what if you double teamed him with Aaron, with uh, Norwell and Linder? Yeah, absolutely. You think we got him I there? I mean, Linder's a big enough body, and Norwell is a big enough talent to where you could. But so let's. So what's the contracts on that? That's a uh, was an eighty was an eighty million dollar contract and a fifty million dollar contract yeah. and blocking a. Actually, our two guys are making way more than him. Are they though? Yeah, absolutely. Isn't Donald making like one thirty? Oh, you're right. I think they're about even. They're about even. <laughs> so, so it's a good matchup. <laughs> yeah, they would dominate him. We got 130 million blocking about 130 million. That's it. That's but like man, that. oh man, I mean that guy. He, I mean he's a Hall of Famer already. I mean, right? Pretty much. Aaron Donald. Yeah. Oof. He does like two, three yeah. more seasons like he yeah. has. I mean he's a Hall yeah. of Famer. I mean yeah. he is like the best of all time. So I think man to man, like there's nobody. But I think Norwell should be the guy that could at least distract him enough to where we get the ball off or the guy gets out of the pocket or whatever. Suave's culture on YouTube live says, yo, Man, they just keep coming. Says yo, 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 what's up, dude? Appreciate yo, Jags. Here. I, I hate that you caught us when I was trying to end it, but Joey didn't let me. No, I'm not gonna let you, you just literally said we answer all of our <laughs> questions and then said, we'll answer this one next week. I can't let you well, get away. I that. forgot about it to literally just now. Well, okay, but that's fine. Hopefully he hears it now that we're into the hour. Like, we we didn't even take a, a, a second break. We didn't. So I'm probably gonna have our to, sponsors are gonna be upset about I'm, that. Well, I'm just gonna have to add one abruptly in the middle of our conversation. Nah, <laughs> our fans won't mind. <laughs> won't even notice. <laughs> but now we're are we all done? No, he's yeah. He had another question. Who, who's the backup nickel corner on team week one? It's gotta be Quentin Meeks, right? I mean, I think Revis. I would love to see Revis out there, but uh, honestly, he's more of a safety. Yeah. And uh, I think it's Quentin Meeks. And Quentin Meeks is all right. He's okay. He's a serviceable backup. I mean, it's him or Trey Herndon. And Quentin Meeks, I think, has outplayed yeah. Herndon in no, every Herndon facet. Herndon has shown nothing. Yeah. And then he, who's the starting linebacker other than Miles Jack for week one? <laughs> you know what? You know the answer to that question, and then you let us know, and we will be millionaires because I'll put a bet on that. But uh, I mean, that's the million-dollar question, right? Jake Ryan, right? Hopefully he's healthy enough. I mean, Jake Ryan and his knee. Yeah, I mean, Najee good. That would not be good if Najee good was the star. Okay, we are officially done with the podcast based on that joke. But no, absolutely correct. I mean, that's a good question. And no, dude, it's Miles Jack. I mean, that's it. Yeah. Miles that's Jack it. and maybe uh, uh, Quincy Williams. That'd be nice. Yeah, he's going to be back. Yeah. For sure. That's yeah. just a meniscus. I want to see him play. He's not Andrew really Luck. Do. He heals quick. <laughs> all right. We got, we got to get out of here. <laughs> all right. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to follow us on all those social medias, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube Live. We do all of our shows live on YouTube. You can watch us 
and um, watch us in real time with like a bunch of errors and blunders and ums and all <laughs> and that encores. stuff that we, that we <laughs> cut out uh, on the podcast. So uh, make sure to go and watch our YouTube on that and subscribe to that. Um, our subscriber count helps the more that we have. Absolutely. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. We will be back and we'll do a, a breakdown episode after we play the Eagles. And uh, we look forward to that. And as always, go Jags. Go Jags.